TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young here with you this evening. Thanks for staying up late uh, with us here on KMOX. You know, I've always said, I've always said that KMOX listeners are the the brightest, most well-informed listening audience of any radio station in the country. And here is a perfect example of that. I just I, I talked before the last break about one of my reluctances about playing the lottery was I didn't want to get my, my name disclosed, right? So I said that. And then we've got someone who texted in and said, hey, genius, here's what you do. You do a legal name change. You then accept the lottery winnings with your fake new name, but legal, but your new name. And then after you win the lottery, you go back because you, you're loaded, right? You go back, you pay for more attorneys, and you get your name changed back to the way it was originally. That's a brilliant idea. So I, I just wrote down you know, two names here. So if I ever won the lottery and this law doesn't get signed or this bill doesn't get signed into law, I am going to change my name to uh, my first name would be Haywood. You know, like Haywood, you pinch me. And that's going to be my name. And so then I can go. My, Mike doesn't like that. Haywood, you pinch me. Oh, I know one. Or if my name wasn't Haywood, you pinch me. Uh, I could change my name to Al. I've always liked the name Al. Al Caholic. You could become Al Caholic. You win the lottery. They they publicize, hey, today's winner of the $200 million lottery, alcoholic. Okay, and then you go, and after you collect your money, you go change your name back to the way it was. That's a brilliant, brilliant idea. And, uh, and so we will try to implement that if this law doesn't come into play. The other thing that we've been getting a lot of texts on this evening has been the desire to hear... <laughs> Rebecca Black. <laughs> yeah, last week I did I did an informal poll. I said, listen, I don't I don't like Rebecca Black, and uh, but listen, if the if the if the callers and the texters and the listeners want to hear Rebecca Black at the end of the show, we will do Rebecca Black. We will listen to this audience. I didn't even make that announcement tonight already. And I've already gotten, let me see, one, two, I've gotten about six, six text messages saying we got to play Rebecca Black. So if you've got an opinion on that, feel free to text us at 314-436-7900 and get your vote in now. Of course, we wouldn't be playing until 
the end of this, uh, or actually the start of the next hour. So you've got some time to get those calls <laughs> and texts in. Uh, you've heard the news. The big news today is that the CDC has said that uh, fully vaccinated people do not need to wear masks indoors or outdoors unless there's some very uh, unique situations like you're riding on a bus, you're flying on a plane, you're working in healthcare, those kind of situations. Otherwise, the chin diapers are behind us. So you can stop wearing those unless, of course, the business requires it, and then you'll have to you'll have to do that. But if they do, make sure you tell them, hey, pal, follow the science. That's going to be my new phrase, at least until the, uh, uh, the mask police will pipe down. But it's still important for you to go out and get your shot. Uh, I, I was an early adopter. I got my vaccine early. Uh, just because um, I, I really wanted an excuse to drive down to Sykeston so I could eat at Lambert's Cafe. That was the whole reason why I did that, because uh, that's, that's a great home of the throat rolls. So, but I got to tell you, one country, I don't know that that this is a good idea. You know, Europe, Europe has been hit, I think, worse proportionally than most of the United States when it comes to COVID. So in Central Europe... The country of Romania has decided to do this to encourage people to get their vaccinations. Here's what they're doing. You've seen a Dracula movie. I know you've seen a Dracula movie. You've seen the Bela Lugosi. You've seen uh, the iconic Dracula castle that's big and it's scary looking and it's stone and it's always got a full moon and there's always clouds with bats and stuff. You've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. So in Romania, they are actually giving shots at Dracula's castle, free vaccinations. And I, I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, if I'm going to Dracula's castle, I don't want somebody sticking something in my veins at Dracula's castle. You know what I'm saying? But they're giving free vaccines at Dracula's castle in Romania. So, you know, listen, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, that's where you can go to get your shot. Hey, we just have a, about a minute or two here before we get to Johnny Rabbit, but uh, I do want to get uh, uh, to this particular caller. Let's see if I can pull this up here. And it is Kim. Hey, Kim, welcome to Camel X. Hi, Brad. Uh, a couple of things. Mm -hmm. First of all, I go Saturday to get my second shot. Good um, for you. Yeah. And then the other thing is I'm visually impaired and ride collar ride. And I hate walking out when the van pulls up because I always forget to go get my mask because their rule is if you don't have a mask, you don't ride. So, and I try to keep one in my purse, and inevitably I walk out and forget one anyway. Oh, I, 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 you know, I thought it was just me because I got to tell you, 72.5% of the times that I get out of my car at a place of business, I take about 15 steps before I remember my mask. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to go back. I got to get and every time. It's just and so I'm glad I'm not the only one who does that. Now, as a matter of fact, my brother does it, too. He'll go into Walmart over in O'Fallon and think nothing about not wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And they won't, nobody will say anything over there. And I'll tell him, it's like, well, huh, you're asking for it, dude. <laughs> you, know? you are asking for it. Well, hey, Kim. Uh, thanks for calling in tonight. We got to hit a break here, but uh, thank you so much for calling and thanks for no listening problem. to KMOX. And uh, we did have somebody text in asking me if I'm the guy that sued Lamberts for getting hit with a roll in the eye. No, actually, I represent Lamberts. 
I've represented them for a number of years on their workers' comp claims, and not once, not once have I gotten a free meal at Lambert's, but, you know, they do pay my bill. So that's fine, and I have I have no complaints. Hey, coming up after this break, you know them, you love them, you can't live without them. Johnny Rabbit coming up right after this on At Your Service, KMOX. Earning St. Louis's trust for 96 years, this is KMOX. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young with you here this evening. And listen, it is my joy and pleasure to welcome our very own Johnny Rabbit. You know him, the legend of radio himself, Johnny Rabbit. Hey, welcome back to KMOX, my friend. What an introduction, the legend of radio. Thank you, Brad. Thank you very much. I'm sure glad to be here. I do have my mask on. I have a Bugs Bunny mask on right now. I don't know if you can tell. I love the ears, though. You know, I love, oh. love the ears. Nope, I've got the ears on as well. I uh, can't I don't go anywhere without the ears. No, if I no, want to be on the radio, I have to have the ears on. It's a complete package. It, it brings out the character in you. But, yeah. you know, speaking of character, even when the yeah. world's closed, you're you're a character. So even though the world's closed, you've still got stuff going on. So you've got an, a, a virtual event that's coming up that sounds, uh, well, it sounds rather sweet. Tell us about it. Ah, it is sweet. Yeah, I've been doing these things for a long time. With uh, Ever since the pandemic hit and I was put on a hiatus at KMOX until maybe this fall, I hope, uh, I've been doing Zoom programs. You know, two years ago, I didn't know how to do a Zoom program, and now I do them about every three weeks. And the next one is a real blast from the past. It's Oasis, which is a wonderful not-for-profit organization in St. Louis. They are presenting my program called Vest to Velvet Freeze. Hmm. Uh, yours truly, Johnny Rabbit. Here's the in- information. Let me give the information if it's okay. How do oh, people sure. get on this? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Right. It's Monday, May 24th, a week from Monday. Starts at 10. It's over at 11. It's on Zoom, and it's open to everyone. There is a $10 fee that goes to Oasis. Space is limited, though. So if anybody's interested, they should try to reserve a spot soon. Two ways to do it. I wish there were easier ways, but I'll give you a phone number. Area code 314, and the number is 562-4859, extension 24. That's 562-4859, extension 24. Or you can visit the website, stloasis.org, and then click on either history or classes or my name, and that's all you have to do there. That's stloasis.org, and click on my name or classes or history, and then we will take... Together, a nostalgic journey in time for, as you said, some sweet stuff. I'll be discussing our town's great history of soda, of ice cream, of dairies, ice cream shops, lunch counters, soda fountains, and candy, too. And we're going to have so many pictures, somewhere between 75 and 100 rare vintage photos to show. And the participants at the end of the show can also ask ask questions, make comments, whatever they want to do. Sure. Uh, We're going to tell how the soda fountain... It really became unpopular. It wasn't really that big deal up until Prohibition. And mm-hmm. it sort of replaced the saloon when mm-hmm. Prohibition started. Among other things, we'll talk about the St. Louis 
advertising company that created our modern image of Santa Claus in the 1930s for Coca-Cola. It was done right where you are on the third didn't. floor of what was the Missouri Pacific building. Wow, did not know that, Johnny. Didn't know that till that this very moment because that's a <laughs> that's an iconic picture of Santa. He's sitting, he's drinking a Coke. He's it's yeah. it's very iconic. I, I did not know that was that was done right here in St. Louis. One yep, right one there. question that I have for you, sure, Johnny. Are, are you guys going to be talking about the fact that the ice cream cone was invented right here at the 1904 World's Fair? Oh, absolutely. We'll be talking about the story of the ice cream cone at the World's Fair. Uh, we'll even have a, a really good picture of a family enjoying ice cream cones at the World's Fair. And we're going to talk about how Dr. Pepper was not created in St. Louis or originated at the World's Fair, but it became popularized by mm-hmm. the World's Fair. And another thing that was called fairy floss, because we're talking about candy, uh, and that uh, fairy floss was a big deal, but it has another name today. We'll get into that kind of stuff. Oh, that uh, the location for that first Santa Claus, uh, he was appeared in the ads. He was sitting at the soda fountain, which was on the first floor of famous bar downtown. Mm. We had so many great soda fountains. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about, I guess, 100, 125 places, even going back to things like the Belcher Brothers Sugar Refinery. That was just north of downtown, one of several sugar refineries here. And they went back to the mm-hmm. Civil War era. And sodas like Smile, Cheer Up, Anheuser-Busch, Great Bouquet, which is a big seller in Prohibition, Silver Seal, IBC Root Beer, still around, Dr. Schnee, which was a takeoff on Dr. Pepper, created by Vest. We'll talk about vests, about Blue Ridge. Then we'll also talk about the name Vest. The name, a lot of people think it has something to do with Evervescent, but the name Vest, V-E-S-S, no longer a St. Louis company, but this is their biggest city for sales. Sure. Uh, it came from the owner's name, the creator of the company. His name was Sylvester Jones. Never so, knew that. So Vest, the Vest is there. And then uh, Brad will have ice cream stories from uh, different companies, some small, some big, Reed, Goldenrod, Chapman's, Vicks, Metropolitan, of course, Velvet Freeze. They still have one location in Jennings in West Florissant, and it's still the original Velvet Freeze recipes. But if we were in 1936 in St. Louis, we would have had a choice of 50 locations, 50 Velvet Freeze locations. Wow. Oh, and we're going to talk about dairies like Peevely, the Peevely Playhouse mm-hmm. with Russ David, and Pinky Peevely. We'll talk about quality quality dairy and their mascot, King Quality. I, this, and, this, and we haven't even touched the candy business. We've got to get into all the candy companies that we're here to. And, and if folks want that information, can I go over that again? What's the phone number, Johnny, that folks sure. can call to get more information about this and also give that website again? All right, Brad. Uh, it's area code 314. The phone number is 562-4859. 562-4859 and extension 24. Or the website is stloasis.org and click on either history or classes or Johnny Rabbit. stloasis.org. Now, what I'm about to do is have a Johnny Rabbit chocolate-covered cherry mm. concrete. I picked it up a few minutes ago at that Ted Roos Rose and Custard. great. Oh, it is so good. And, oh, I want to put a St. Louis product on top of it, Ready Whip. That Ready. was created over in Forest Park about 1947. 
Oh, and I'm, if you don't mind, I got two more plugs. No, that's all right. It, go, go right ahead, Judd. But I do have to tell you before you move on, though. When yes, I was sir. when I was a kid, I grew up in Southern Illinois. My yeah. grandfather uh, was the uh, he was the manager of a, a small dairy, and they had a milk shop, a milkshake shop, uh-huh. up in the front where people would come in, you'd buy milkshakes, and they were a nickel or something. And and uh, and when that thing closed, I got the milkshake machine. So oh my in gosh. my basement, I've got a vintage circa 1938, 1940 oh. uh, milkshake maker in my basement. Still works. We still use it, and it is definitely a blast from the past. Oh, you're not kidding. That's wonderful. What was the name of the, the ice cream company or it, ice cream it was, shop? It was a small independent owner. It was called uh, New Era Dairy. And they had a location in our hometown, and my dad was the milkman, and uh, oh, man. Uh, and my my grandfather ran the milk sh- milk shop and ran the dairy, and uh, it was a uh, uh, it was your typical small town business. Well, I'm going to call you back about that because I want to be sure to include this on our program. That's a good one that I didn't know about. But a couple of other Johnny Rabbit specials are the original banana malt at Crown Candy Kitchen, and the Johnny Rabbit Monkey Malt, which is at the Fountain on Locust. So those are three Johnny Rabbit things that people can enjoy. But I haven't really been involved with ice cream. I don't know how long. Oh, incidentally, I forgot this. Channel 9 is going to come to record the uh, program that I'm doing on Monday. It's Monday the 21st, uh, 24th, excuse me, week from Monday from 10 to 11. So Ruth Azell and the cameraman and everybody from Channel 9, Living St. Louis, is going to come and show how we do this on Zoom to talk about how Oasis and the Missouri History Museum that I'm also doing Zoom programs for are not just uh, educating, but also entertaining people. So if they're stuck at home and there's no place to go and a lot of places still close, uh, this is a good way to find out about St. Louis. Right. I've got 314-562-4859, extension 24, and also stloasis.org, and click on either History or Johnny Rabbit. That's great. That's it. And it's wonderful for, for you to have me on. I really, really appreciate it. Hey, and maybe you can enjoy you... the show. Maybe you can tune in. That's something I will be very interested in. Two quick questions before yes, we let you go, Johnny. First of all, i got to ask you, did you, have you taken your Neovitin today? Oh, my gosh. How would a day without Neovitin? I don't know what I'd do. Of course I've taken it. taken it twice today, as a matter of fact. I'm supposed to take it two times a day. Yeah, very good. Second question. Yes, this sir. is something my wife asks me weekly. When is Johnny Rabbit coming back on Saturday nights? It's not Saturday night without Johnny Rabbit on X. So any ideas when we can get you back into the place where you belong? Oh, Brad, that is very nice. I was talking to our engineer, Ryan Schulte, this evening about that and about uh, equipment. It's in the works. I don't think it's going to happen until this fall sometime after the baseball season. That's my prediction but it's not locked in stone. But there, are, there is something in the works for that. Very good. Boy, my, and my, also for yep. you, when we get back to live programming on stage at the Lee Auditorium at the History Museum, I want you to come to be on one of our presentations. You said you'd be interested in I doing would. that, so uh, maybe you can do it sometime. Count, count me in, and my wife just texted me, Velvet Freeze Gold Coast Chocolate is oh, her favorite. And that was great. Good for her. That is her favorite. So, Johnny Rabbit, again, 314-562-4859, extension 24, or stloasis.org, slash, click on History or Johnny Rabbit if you want to be a part of uh, this nostalgic event about St. Louis soda, ice cream, and candies. Johnny, thanks for joining us this evening on Camo X. My goodness, thank you. Thanks, my friend. Hey, when we come back from this break... 
One of the other things that has been in uh, in the news this week, overshadowed by some other events, but there's been two events dealing with asteroids. We're going to talk to an actual astrophysicist. You know, the, the kind of guy whose IQ is like five times what my IQ is, an astrophysicist. We're going to talk to him after this break here on At Your Service, KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Get the inside story on what's happening with your St. Louis Cardinals this season directly from the Redbirds manager. It's the Mike Schilt Show. Sunday mornings at 1015. Sponsored by Bath Fitter. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. KMOX. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in this evening. And uh, one of the other news stories, we've heard a lot of space news recently, particularly about the the rover on Mars and about the helicopter on Mars. And I've been watching that story extremely closely. But we've had other space news that hasn't gotten the same amount of attention, but I don't think it's any less important. And it deals with asteroids. In fact, there have been two different asteroid stories in the in the press this week. And and to, to break it down, because this stuff is way beyond my pay grade, I reached out to Dr. Ryan Ogliori. He's a Ph.D. from the California Institute of Technology. He's an assistant professor of physics at Washington University right here in St. Louis. Uh, Dr. Ogliori, welcome to CAMOX. Hi, Brad. Thanks for having me. Hey, I appreciate you making time for us. Uh, This week, a a NASA spacecraft, it's OSIRIS-REx, started its trip home after collecting debris from the asteroid. I think it's pronounced Bennu, and if I'm saying that incorrectly, feel free to correct me. But before we get into all the technical aspects of how NASA pulled off this amazing feat of landing on an asteroid and getting debris and now coming back home. The real question, I think, before we talk about the technical aspects, Doctor, is why is this even important? I mean, why? what do we hope to learn from studying actual debris from an asteroid? Right. So uh, the asteroid is new. You, you pronounced that correctly. And this asteroid is uh, it's called a C-type asteroid. And the important thing about this asteroid is that it likely preserves some of the very starting materials that were around when the solar system formed. So in some ways, it's a time capsule going back to about 4.6 billion years ago that contains those primitive components that are the origins of, of us and the whole solar system. Well, is there any any water on this particular asteroid? Because I know that's that's something that scientists have been looking for, particularly 
uh, on, either uh, on Mars and elsewhere as a potential source of fuel in the future to, to convert water, both for use by humans, but also by fuel. But is, is there any water on this particular asteroid? Yes, on, on Bennu, definitely. They, uh, so they had the OSIRIS-REx spacecraft orbiting the asteroid for a while, and it was very well characterized. And one thing um, they definitely found was, was uh, indication for hydrated minerals, and these are minerals that contain OH or hydroxyl, or in, in some cases you can call that water, in their structure. And uh, just a year or two ago, there was a very convincing paper about how there's definitely those water bands on the surface of Bennu and likely all the way through Bennu. It's likely the same material on the inside and outside. So well, definitely there's water there, and we'll, we'll know for sure when the samples mm, come back. Absolutely. And comets, I've heard, comets are often referred to as, as dirty snowballs, but, but that's different than an asteroid. How, how could you characterize, if there is even a way, to characterize what generally is the makeup of an asteroid? Yeah, the, the definition comet is like a lot of astronomy definitions. It's a purely observational definition. So when you say comet, that just means it, it shows cometary activity, and that means it has a tail like we all picture when we think of a comet. So an asteroid can become a comet. It could form a tail, it can, and that's physically what's happening is that volatile materials are outgassing and forming that cloud around the body. Um, and there really is a continuum between asteroids and comets. It's not really a sharp line. There, there are asteroids that contain ice. And if they can contain a lot of ice and get close enough to the sun for that mm -hmm. ice to evaporate, they become comets. So it really is a continuum. Um, and really, the, the really cool stuff is in, is in the comets. So we know, uh, and we have returned material from comets as well. Uh, and we know those have been kept so cold because they contain really, really uh, low temperature ices like carbon monoxide ice uh, has been found on comets. And those are the real the real pristine time capsules are the comets. We're, we're talking to astrophysicist Dr. Ryan Ogliori from Washington University right here in St. Louis. And briefly walk us through the process. We know now why it's important to study this, it gives us a, a, a glimpse, a, like a time capsule into the history of our universe. But, but what were the technical challenges of sending uh, a spacecraft to a near-Earth asteroid, landing on it, obtaining debris, and then returning it to Earth? What were some of the, the technical challenges involved with doing that? Yes, yeah, so, so the body's very small, so it has very limited um, gravity, right? So it's not like orbiting Mars or something like that. Um, and all of the maneuvers are very, all the forces involved are very small. Um, and so when this uh, spacecraft uh, put down, it looks, uh, the sample collecting uh, mechanism kind of looked like an air filter in your car. And it was at hmm. the uh, end of a long rod, they call it boom. Uh, and then that was uh, put down on the asteroid surface. A jet of pure nitrogen gas was ejected which stirred up the material and uh, ended up in that sample container. And we've been hearing about this in my community for many, many years now. And I, uh, the, the sample scientist in charge of that um, operation is a very good friend of mine. And uh, he's been nervous for a long time. Uh, and <laughs> Justifiably happened, so, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's decades, right? You see, like all of these missions, you know, the public is interested you know, for a few weeks, but it takes 10, 20 years of planning to get these things going. Amazing. Um, so he was very nervous, and um, 
I was amazed to see when they collected it, they got so much material that the canister couldn't even close. So it was a stunning success. They got wow. probably 10 times more than they had planned. So it, hmm. was, it was great. Well, we've seen something like this before. I mean, I've read that in at least on two occasions, Japan has obtained uh, uh, debris from an asteroid, but they did it differently. How is this OSIRIS-REx, the NASA probe, how is it collecting this debris differently than what, say, Japan has done in the past? Yeah, Japan has had two of these missions. Uh, they're both called Hayabusa, so Hayabusa and Hayabusa 2. Um, I studied samples from the first Hayabusa mission, and on that one, all kinds of things went wrong. And um, both of those missions were supposed to fire a bullet into the, into the asteroid and collect material that was ejected from that. And the first, um, the first mission, the bullet never fired, but just the rockets of the spacecraft getting close to the asteroid were enough to stir up that surface material, that surface dust, and they got lots of material back. And I look at things on uh, a very, very small scale. So, you know, a piece of dust that you can't even see, I could study for two years. So in terms of what, what I need, they brought back tons of material. And for Hayabusa 2, it did work. So they fired um, a sphere into the into asteroid Ryugu, which is uh, a similar type as the asteroid that OSIRIS-REx visited, but um, considerably larger. Uh, and they collected material. It's been returned. It landed in Australia um, earlier, uh, like late last year. And they also got more than they expected. So that was also a great success. Well, when it, when it comes to our probe right now that's on its way back, the OSIRIS-REx probe, how long, uh, Dr. Ogliori, how long will it take for that probe to get back to Earth? Gosh, I think it's um, a couple more years still. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it, we are a little later than the Japanese mission for this. They are kind of sister missions. Um, they, they, will, they collaborate and they will share samples once our samples come back, but it's going to be a couple years still. Um, we have lots to do. Um, when the sample comes back, uh, the first thing to do is try to analyze it without that sample seeing the Earth's atmosphere. And this is one of the great benefits of these missions, because we do have meteorites from these types of asteroids in our collections. They, they land um, every few months, really. Uh, but these materials that the missions are bringing back are pristine Mm -hmm. They haven't seen their atmosphere, and I think they can contain some very cool minerals that aren't um, available that don't survive in meteorites. Well, interesting. We're, we're talking to uh, astrophysicist Dr. Ryan Ogliori from Washington University. I want to just briefly touch on a second asteroid-related topic from this week, if you've got just another minute or two, and that is that this <laughs> month there was a NASA exercise to study ways to protect the Earth in the event that an asteroid is found to be on a collision course with the Earth. What was the result of that particular exercise? Um, I, I saw a headline for that, and I've been okay. busy with well, that's uh, okay. the end of classes. So that's if, all right. Can you tell me? Sure, I can absolutely I tell you because I want to ask you a question about this. The, 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 the procedure, NASA partnered with, uh, with the military, and they studied various different ways to protect the Earth in case there was a, an asteroid that came into collision with the Earth. And the, the basic uh, result of the exercise was that unless we have five or ten years' notice, there's really nothing that we could do about an asteroid that would be on a collision course with the Earth. 
And I guess just my generic question is, is what are some of the, the physics, cha- physics challenges? Because we're all picturing, okay, let's be real. We're all picturing Bruce Willis at Armageddon going up there and just putting a nuke in the thing and saving the earth at the last minute. But, of course, that's Hollywood. That's not reality. So what are the physics right. challenges? What are the physics challenges with maybe altering the course of an asteroid or breaking it up into smaller pieces if one were on a collision course with the Earth? Yeah, I've heard about things like indeed if you can if you can figure out this is happening very very far in the future, you can do something simple like a kinetic impactor, just run something into it to nudge it a little bit. Um, the trouble with this is that the the orbital parameters that you need for to characterize for a small dark body it's so hard to get those because you can't see them very well on telescopes right and really this this happens um every day like we hit asteroids every day and they burn up in the atmosphere um a real wake-up call happened about nine years ago over russia where a considerably considerably large asteroid uh, that ended up being named the chelidense meteorite came in and it broke windows um, and I, I, I think it's a legitimate threat um, from the statistics I've seen. I think we have underestimated uh, the number of very large objects that will hit the Earth. Um, it's a small numbers game. And uh, from the evidence I've, I've seen, I think it's just a, a matter of time. Um, and I think it's something we need to uh, start thinking about. And there are new telescopes, um, one in Hawaii, on Haleakala and a couple others that can see uh, these objects that are small and they don't reflect a lot of light and they're moving close to the sun. Um, So we're getting better at detecting these things. And certainly we need to get better uh, quickly because it's just a matter of when, uh, not not if it's going to happen. Understood. Uh, Dr. Ryan Ogliori from Washington University in St. Louis. Hey, thanks for joining us this evening here on Camo X. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it. Hey, when we come back, uh, phone lines are open. Give us a call. What's on your mind? 314-436-7900. Call or text here on At Your Service, KMOX, Brad Young. We'll be back right after this. Trusted information, live and local. From the award-winning KMOX Newsroom. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young with you this evening. And uh, we've got another space story here to get to, but I I just couldn't pass up this story because, uh, well, before we even get to this barbecue story, I've got a barbecue story. I love barbecue. Uh, But before we even talk about that, uh, a couple of weeks ago when when I was in, I was talking about, uh, in fact, it it was the first week that Ryan went from doing Overnight America to doing St. Louis Talks. And, of course, if you're tuning in now and you're wondering, hey, that's not Ryan Recker. Who is this guy? Uh, Ryan, of course, has uh, switched to days. He's on from 11 to 2 on St. Louis Talks with with our own Carol Daniel and Bo Matthews. And if you haven't listened to that show yet, you need to check it out. It is great. It's hyper-focused on St. Louis. And every day there's stuff that you need to hear. Even if there's a Cardinals game, they're recording podcasts, and you can get that uh, on demand at camox.com. So I just casually mentioned one time, I think it was that first day that uh, the, the St. Louis Talks was on, I just casually mentioned, well, you know, now that Ryan's not working evenings and he's working during the days, maybe there could be a third record child in the near future. And I, 
I wagered that, uh, you know, I wagered like 20 bucks on August when we would hear some sort of an announcement. Now, folks, this is not an announcement, but I did have somebody text in that asked about that and asked, uh, rather said that he had 10 bucks on July. So uh, if we hear of anything, I promise you I'll have Ryan in here to personally talk about it. But, you know, if you ask me from my uh, absolutely uninformed and have no information to form this opinion, I'm guessing before the end of summer, but that's just me. I, you know, I, I can't, uh, I can't speculate on that any further. One thing that I don't have to speculate though, is St. Louis has great barbecue. St. Louis has great barbecue. There's just no doubt about it. And what's interesting is, is that we always hear, and I always grew up hearing, Oh, Kansas city, you know, Kansas city's got, Kansas city's got the great barbecue. Well, TripAdvisor today came out with the 10 best cities in America for barbecue. And uh, uh, let me tell you, folks, Kansas City is not on it. (laughs) They're not on it. They are not on the TripAdvisor top 10 cities for barbecue. They're not. Uh, New Orleans came in first. That's not surprising. Uh, Oklahoma City, also not surprising. Tied for third was Wichita, Kansas. Now, that does surprise me. Uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, that really surprises me. And Charlotte, North Carolina, that sounds about right. Those three cities tied for third. Columbus, Ohio is in sixth. Seattle is seventh, but St. Louis came in eighth nationwide for barbecue. So I got to tell you, my favorite barbecue place, my favorite barbecue place in St. Louis, without a doubt, Sugar Fire. It's Sugar Fire and Pappy's. I love Pappy's. I love going there. Uh, I think I saw Adam Wainwright at Pappy's once when I was there uh, before the COVID. You know, uh, it was good. I said hi. He didn't care. But uh, he was very nice. But my point being is that we have some very good barbecue. Salt and Smoke we've got here. We've got, uh, have you ever been down to Murfreesboro, Illinois? It's about, uh, I went to college in Carbondale, and Murfreesboro is probably about 90 minutes uh, south East from St. Louis, uh, they've got one of the best barbecue places in the country. It wins over and over and over again as the best barbecue in the country. It's a place called 17th Street Barbecue, and it is it is truly fabulous. So we've got some excellent barbecue. But what is your favorite barbecue place? I know we're coming up here on a break, but if you want to call or text, I would love to hear it because. I just like it that we beat that we beat Kansas City because I've always heard about how great the Kansas City barbecue is. Uh, I, I'm, I've gone, I've been to Kansas City many, many times for business, for pleasure. Uh, my daughter lived there for a long time. Uh, I would go over there and everybody would say, oh, you know, we've got better barbecue than St. Louis. Well, according to TripAdvisor, uh, that is not the case. Because TripAdvisor says St. Louis is seventh in the country, and uh, and I'm going to absolutely go with that. But what is your particularly favorite barbecue place? 314-436-7900. Call or text. Would love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, we talked with an astrophysicist. Now, how, how many times do you get to talk to an astrophysicist? And, of course, you may be saying that you know once is too many because they're typically not the life of the party, but they, but they're the smartest guys in the room. Okay, they truly are, and so I was I was very glad that uh, Ryan, Doctor Ryan Ogliori, could take out 
some time today to talk with us. But we've got some more space news dealing with Tom Cruise and shooting a movie on the International Space Station. There's now apparently the new space race. You know, we were in a space race with Russia to put a man on the moon. We've got a new space race dealing with the International Space Station. We'll be dealing with that and more coming up after this break on At Your Service, KMOX. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T Mobile.com. 